Hey there, homies. This is Sarah. And this is Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. With new audio recording software. Yay! Okay. Um, Hi. All jacked up on excitement and coffee. Last week it was you on coffee. I'm still drinking coffee. Um, Ashley has some Idaho updates. Yes, and I also apologize. I just realized I didn't do a post on Instagram, um, which I need to do. Okay, so it is week three. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of updates. Uh, they did have the memorial last Wednesday. But they did find out that a sixth person was on the lease. They do not believe they were home at the time of the killing. Um, They also think that they may have actually moved out. Mm -hmm. So they weren't even living there. They were just on the lease still. College kids, yeah. Yep. And then Madison and Kaylee, like you said, were found in the same bed. Mm -hmm. Um, The dog that was found, they are not saying where they found the dog. They are keeping that a, like zipped up because they think maybe the excuse me the killer knew that piece of information and only the killer would (laughs) um also the dog as sarah said last week was not a barker so would not bark when people came in it most likely hid during the attacks but the dog's name is murphy oh and murphy was kaylee's yeah okay yeah not that that's relevant by any means i just was thinking about and apparently kaylee's family decided not to have a funeral for her because they were terrified that the killer would show up that's sad right breaks my heart Mm -hmm. but there's again not a whole lot of details that they've released i i I check every day Mm. it's starting to become unhealthy (laughs) to the point where i think i hear things um but the, you know, the town of Moscow, Moscow, they're still pretty shaken up by everything. They are starting, you know, to get deadbolts installed, cameras installed, putting blinds up. Apparently, they just didn't believe in blinds there because they think that whoever did this was watching them. They could see right, like, there's pictures of inside the house. Like, blinds were not closed. You can see that there is a... Um, computer that is still lit up but it says uh network error because they took all the hard drives Mm. um you can see the bowls of food cups beer bottles still on the countertops um so like so students there are saying that they are scared and like closure oh jesus christ (laughs) fuck she scared herself dude (laughs) That is not stable. That's what you get for walking on it. <laughs> She's like, what? Not what? <laughs> huh? Anyways, so students are saying, like, close your blinds because these people were, you know, whoever did this was watching. Sorry, I'm laughing at the cat still. <laughs> she, she teeter-tottered back the other direction. I'm not laughing so at the her story cl- by any means. Her hair clip. My hair clip. Mm-hmm. It's her hair clip now. Mm-hmm. It's under there. Mm-hmm. She knows it. Mm-hmm. She wants it. She's fucking the female dot, I swear to God. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's all we know in Idaho. Lock your doors. Always. Be vil- vigilant. Be vigilant. 
And I did in the show notes, I did put the information um, on where to contact the tip line, email tip line, and the digital media. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I did put that in the show notes. If anyone had any questions. Lovely. Um, a couple other just... I'm not going to go into depth at all, but true crime stuff that has happened recently after a bajillion years. Hold on, let me open up my thing here. Thanks to DNA evidence, they identified the Lady of the Dunes, some of you might know of. Uh, her name is Ruth Marie Terry. She was an unidentified... Uh, deceased woman found July 26, 1974 in Massachusetts and they finally have a name for her and don't know who did it but at least they know who she is um, and then the boy in the box got identified as well which is from 1957 and for the life of me it says they 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 know who he is, but I can't fucking find where his name is at all. Maybe have they released the name? I mean, I guess not. But it's like Philadelphia police uncover name of boy in the box. Okay, that's cool. Where the fuck is it? Maybe they're trying to contact family. And that's probably true, but at least they have a name for him as well. Not exactly a solved, but it's a one step closer to DNA man. It's like Love Michelle it. Martinko coming back and biting people in the... Well, this isn't biting anybody in the ass yet for these two, but at least they know who did or who they are. Hopefully they can get something else out of it. But before I go into my stuff, there was one other thing. I was going to say it the other day and then I forgot. Friends of the podcast, uh, some of Bob Dale's family. It's not a Bob Dale update. That would be... I would have like shit my pants and like, you know ran around screaming in the streets but um friends of the pod some of bob's family they were going they were kind of silent on facebook for a while yeah earlier after they well they were silent and then all of a sudden all this stuff came out and now seems pretty quiet again well they because we were gonna go out there and like talk to people and stuff like um bob's brother and sister-in-law um, had like invited us or whatever and then when it got closer they're like hey we need to hold off on this we gotta you know we're doing some stuff we're going through some things whatever and it's like that's fine you let us know what you need whatever and in on november 11th they finally got to explain why they had been quiet and i won't say her name because she is technically a minor but their daughter bob dale's niece if you will had an experience that they were trying to deal with through cops and courts. Oh, no. Um, I'll just call her E. Uh, this is a post that... Are we able to share this? I asked her. Okay. And, and <laughs> she said yes. Um, and it is a public post, but still. Our E is the strongest, most determined, and bravest girl. The past nine months have been hell and back for E. This past March, E was taking a shower, and she screamed, a blood-curdling scream, and me and her father will... Oh, a scream that me and her father will never forget. We ran into the bathroom and she yelled out, someone came up to the window while she was taking a shower. She saw a face approach like through the window. The window is obscure, but you can see shades through it, like shadows and stuff. Um, they went out to kind of look around, didn't see anyone, weren't really sure what happened. 
E was very distraught and like it affected her a lot. Oh, let's see. Full blown panic attack that night. Um, understandably. So that was in March. So in May, they, uh, the dad went out to do something, whatever, came back and saw a man in front of his window. And he had a dog with him and said, what the hell are you doing? And he claimed that the dog just pulled him over to the window. Like, oh, you just happened to be up at the, the, you know, teen's window, like magically. Told him to leave the property immediately. Where'd it go? God damn it. The screenshots are being dumb. They called the police. The sheriff's office came to the house and took the report. And as they were outside with the officer looking at the window, the officer could see where the grass had been smashed down Mm -hmm. because he had been out there either multiple times or quite a while. Um, A neighbor saw them out there, came over and asked if they had been having issues with someone around the house, like creeping around the home. Peeping Tom. And he, the neighbor said that they did see a man with a dog looking around and cupping his hands to the window, like looking in E's window. Um, Made the police report. Police said they would come back with cameras. They did all that. Later that day, we were out looking for this person. While coming up the road, dad saw the man with his wife and the dog. E has not been able to sleep in her own room for like the last nine months. Just petrified to be by herself in her room even. But finally, at the end of this, it says, It has been a long process, but two days ago, which was whenever I said November 11th, I think. E has justice. Ryan Cross pled guilty. There's a quote on here. He may know, excuse me. He may say to everyone that his dog pulled him to that window. But everyone knows the truth, as did the judge. And he gave Ryan Cross one-year probation, 40 hours community service, $750 in fines, and a no-contact order with the Dale household. No walking, driving by... No walking or driving by the home. And he may not leave the state. So Ryan Cross, I'm really sorry that you're stuck in Michigan for a while, but Ryan Cross, you should not be a creepy peeping Tom. Right. At all, much less underage girls, but still, at all get a fucking life it's called the internet if you need to look at stuff go away ryan cross i told her that i would put his name on blast as soon as i could and then she gave me the okay so man another important tip closure blinds closure blinds not victim shaming no 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 no. not at all protect yourself because clearly you don't know what kind of creepy people are out there i'm very paranoid like, I even have, it, I, everything is closed up at night. Like, no one is going to be able to watch me. <laughs> Excuse me. I have, like, room darkening shades on top of my blinds. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure people can't even see if a light gets turned on so they don't know my habits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. True. It's it's freaking me out. <laughs> Any other business before I get to what I'm getting to? Mm-hmm. Not that I can think of. You can now listen to us on Amazon Music. And get a free trial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just go to our website, hometownhomicide.com. Click on Amazon Music banner. Boom. You're welcome. Bing, bang, boom. Oh, and you can also get Audible for free, plus two free books. Go to my Twitter. Welp. I figured with, I, I assumed you'd probably have some sort of Idaho update. There we go. I knew I was going to drop this stuff about Ryan Cross. Um, and I was going to mention a couple other things. I figured it's already going to be a menagerie, so let's just do a... Bizarre news! Beep, 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 beep. So I'm a fucking loser. It's fine. No, which, upon doing 
some research into trying to find some stuff for for bizarre news i found what my next thing is gonna be and i'm very like holy fuck so anywho duty all right bizarre news this one is from nebraska at the time that this was written last week arthur richardson of denver nebraska i didn't even know there was a denver nebraska i didn't either is there a denver iowa I think so. Probably. Mm -mm. Was teasing his buddy, Andrew Allen, by putting the key to Andrew's new 1977 Chevy truck into his mouth. The joke ended as soon as Richardson accidentally swallowed it. After being unable to vomit the key, even with the aid of milk of magnesia, Richardson visited a physician. The hospital took an x-ray and apparently told him he'd have to wait a few days for the key to emerge from the other end. Sure. So the two took the x-ray to John Summers of Al's Lock and Key. And this was taken from the North Platte Telegraph. Summers said the x-ray was unlike anything he had ever seen. The key was clearly outlined in the picture, located just to the right of the spine. I've seen all kinds of things. This is the most bizarre, Summers said one afternoon as he held up the x-ray to the light because apparently this dude could not fucking wait like he had to get his key um and it was a perfect silhouette so using the image from the x-ray summers made two new keys in just a few minutes based on the visible notches in the original key and the type of keys used for the vehicle alan grinned as he fit the first key in the ignition and started the pickup truck no shit no shit like and made keys from a freaking x-ray Wow. Nifty. This was from May of 2013. This is dumb. This is, this was dumb. Goodrich Capital 8 Theaters in Jefferson City, Missouri, is defending what it calls a publicity stunt for the Iron Man 3 opening. That was the weekend before that this was written in which a man in full tactical gear carried a fake gun through the theaters. That's just poor poor taste. I mean, you don't do that. This was only... It was only, like, a couple weeks, a couple months after the Aurora shooting. (laughs) Like, are you fucking... I can see that guy's face and his Mm -hmm. flaming... Crazy hair. Yeah. Moviegoers and witnesses called Jefferson City Police after citing the actor. We received a series of 911 calls stating that a man dressed in all black and body armor and a rifle was walking into Capital 8 theaters, said Captain Doug Shoemaker. We're getting... This is a witness, yes. We're getting into the car when I spotted a man in full assault gear carrying what appeared to be a modified M4 and a 9mm on his side, John Morlock told KMIZ. Morlock is an army veteran who suffers from PTSD and said the incident was jarring though he didn't call police. Officers responded to it as if it were an active shooter situation, because that's, you know, what you would think. Theater manager Bob Wilkins said the event was planned months in advance and only a few people were upset, but hundreds were entertained. It's an unfortunate lack of wisdom that hopefully will never occur again, um, said Shoemaker, who added it was a good thing an off-duty officer wasn't there if an armed moviegoer had engaged the actor things could have turned out differently he could have ended up dead Mm -hmm. it's never a good idea never do that 
Asked if he regrets the stunt in light of the mass shooting at a movie premiere in Aurora, Colorado, Wilkins said, no, my job is to entertain people. Piece of shit. Whoopsie doodles. He, he sounds like a... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. There's a picture on this article of the people that, like, some of the people they had. Mary Kay Brown, 38 years old, of Durand, Wisconsin, was charged with physical abuse of an elderly person, or excuse me, elder person, after she performed surgery on a man under her care. Was she a doctor? No. Brown was working as a hospice nurse at Spring Valley Health and Rehab Center, where she cared for a patient suffering from severe frostbite on his feet. Mm. Yuck. On May 27th... Oh, this was... That's right. This was this year. On May 27th, Mary Brown took it upon herself to remove the victim's right foot. Oh, the whole foot. The whole foot. Okay. The whole foot. Without a doctor's order or permission. Or with a medical degree in yeah. being a doctor? Another nurse who held the victim's hand during the procedure said he was moaning and squeezing her hand, and he told yet another nurse that he felt everything and it hurt very bad. Brown told one nurse that her family has a... Oh, that's right. Fuck my life. Has a taxidermy shop, and she intended to preserve the foot and put it on display with a sign saying, Wear your boots, kids. Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. I'm done. She's due in court Tuesday. Like? Like in Tuesday. Tomorrow. T- yeah, tomorrow from this recording. Yeah, December 6th. Huh. Like, n- no. I mean, if you, had, if you had frostbite and you fucked up and you're like, yep, cut it off. Have this be a cautionary tale foot. But just to, to, she to wanted cut somebody it. else's off. To, to No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, she you. wanted it for her family's shop. She had that all planned out. Yeah. Weird. It's just, that's disgusting, but it's also really fucking weird. Okay. Who does that? Well, apparently this lady. Weird people. A Michigan man who robbed a 7-Eleven store at Knife Point early a particular Sunday uh, later surrendered to police after apparently realizing that the ski mask he wore during the heist was not sufficient to cloak his identity. According to police, Damon Matthews, 19, held up the Bay City convenience store around 3 a.m. and fled on foot with about $35 (laughs) and several packs of Newport cigarettes. 7-Eleven worker told cops that the robber brandished a butcher knife and repeatedly threatened to kill him if he did not cooperate. While the suspect wore a black ski mask, the employee told investigators that he believed, I'm sorry, that he believed the armed robber was Matthews, a former high school classmate. According to cops, Matthews told his sister that he had robbed the 7-Eleven, an admission that prompted her to advise him to immediately surrender to authorities. Matthews' sister concluded that her brother's connection to the robbery would be obvious due to his height. You want to know fucking how tall this guy is? Oh, he, he must be super tall. Seven four. Jesus. You think you can just go gallivanting around with a fucking knife robbing people at seven foot four inches tall and no <laughs> one's going to know who you are? Right. Get fucking real in a ski mask. You think, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to work. Yeah. How many seven foot four people do you see walking around? Yeah. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Uh, Matthews, accompanied by his sibling, was taken into custody after he showed up at the Bay County Jail. 
During a subsequent police interview, Matthews reportedly confessed to the robbery and identified the man who drove him to the 7-Eleven. According to court records, Matthews' uh, arrest came four days after he pleaded guilty to a larceny charge for which he was scheduled to be sentenced the next month. Matthews had originally been charged with home invasion, but that count was dropped as part of a plea deal. But yeah, like, you can't be inconspicuous when you're a fucking... Well, it seems like he just keeps making these, not mistakes, these horrible decisions. Home invasion, and it was dropped. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go rob a convenience store. (laughs) Maybe this will get dropped too. Like, get a whole $35. Not that you should rob anybody for anything, but like $35 and some cigarettes. I don't know about all that. (laughs) In May of 1966, Minneapolis artist Judy Olison... Mm. She didn't really write this book. She she created a book because it's a photographic essay. So it's like a series of pictures okay. in a book. Published a book? Mm. But like, she, yeah, I don't know. A book came of, of this lady's photographic work um, entitled Mother... Featuring her 70-year-old mom as a series of passive, subordinate characters. Included were her mother kneeling on all fours with a pane of glass on her back, which was titled Mother as a Coffee Table. Lying alongside a highway, which was Mother as Roadkill. And sprawled at an entrance, entitled Mother as Doormat. (laughs) the fuck? And then she was quoted as saying, my brothers think I'm torturing my mother, but I'm actually immortalizing her. And I mean, it's out there. There's pictures. I'm like, that's just strange, but teach their own. Nobody's getting hurt. I'm just like mother as doormat. Okay. The ideas people come up with. <laughs> Did she make money off of this? Yeah, it's a book you can buy. <laughs> On May 1st of 2018... As airmen of the 91st Missile Wing Security Forces traversed the gravel roads, nope, yep, gravel back roads, excuse me, of North Dakota between two of the nuclear missile launch sites that they are charged with protecting, the back hatch of their truck fell open, allowing a 42-pound metal box of explosive grenade rounds to fall out. Despite deploying more than 100 airmen to walk the entire six-mile route the team had driven, the Washington Post reported on May 15th, the ammunition still hadn't been found. The Air Force's Office of Special Investigations has offered, well, it had a, a reward out. This was, like I said, four years ago, though. A reward for any information leading to the recovery of the box and has alerted local farmers and oil field vendors in the area that the box could be dangerous if damaged. Just losing some grenades. It's fine. You know someone picked those up. Oh, hell yeah. Someone who shouldn't have them no picked doubt. those up. Just north of Benton, Kansas, a rancher posted signs promising a reward to anyone who could help him find his... Oh, this was October of 2017. Find his missing longhorn cow named Mercedes. Hmm. The Wichita Eagle reported that the three-year-old black and white bovine went missing on September 11th during Cross Trails, a weekly cowboy church service. Friends, neighbors, and family have searched high and low for Mercedes, recognizable by her five-foot-wide horns. 
It's a big. So like almost as wide as this, but cut off one of my hands pretty much. What it's big? I would the, say rack, but that's deer. So never mind. I mean, but the only sighting of her had been near the El Dorado, Kansas Walmart, where she was like ten miles away. Which that part made me chuckle, but the next the the ending line just sold it for me. Johnson says this isn't the first time she's run off and quoted as saying she's more of a loner. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too, Mercedes. <laughs> I mean, okay, your freaking five foot wide horn longhorn cow is just out there chilling. She needed um, some things from the Walmart. From the Walmart. This one, October of 2017. Ebony Wood, 34 years old of Columbus, Ohio, was nothing if not thorough on the morning of September 18th when following an argument with her daughter... She purposely drove her car onto the sidewalk and struck the 17-year-old who was walking to school. Like her own? Her own kid. They got in a fight. Daughter took off for school. Mom drove up on the sidewalk to hit her. So this does bring back a memory Mm -hmm. that I have. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was young, Mm -hmm. my brother got in trouble because he got his ear pierced. (laughs) So my mom told him he couldn't have his car, his um, El Camino. And she loaded us up in the car and was taking us to school when my brother ran out from the basement Mm. and jumped on the hood of the car going down the street. I'm sure that was very embarrassing for my mom at that time. Yeah. And she wouldn't stop until he took the earring out. So he took the earring out and threw it. It's a very core memory for me. Um, the irony here that you all can't see is Ashley's wearing a shirt that says, you are the trailer park and I am the tornado, but that story makes it sound like... Beth Dutton, Yellowstone, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, boom. It's a quote, but still, it was just like, I wanted to say that it was a very trailer parky sounding story. And then like, it kind of was, trailer park but on. it wasn't, a, it was in a very nice... Right, 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 right. It's in Carroll, Iowa. And you know, nothing against trailer parks. You gotta do what you gotta do, but... It just was kind of funny. But yeah, I just remember that. I mean, because our basement, he his room was in the basement. And there was, you know, we had a walkout basement. He comes running out. <laughs> Very core memory that just got unlocked. So thank you. <laughs> Anyways, nobody was hurt. No one was like intentionally run over in my story. But Unlike this one. Which, uh, after knocking the girl down and running over her leg... Ebony Woody stopped and backed up, driving over the leg a second time. Jesus fuck. Um, News Channel reported that the mother generously gave the girl a ride to her father's house, where she dropped her off without reporting the incident. The mother later turned herself in at at police headquarters and faced charges of felonious assault, aggravated vehicular assault, and endangering children. And she had two fractures, the daughter had two fractures in her left leg. She's lucky she didn't fucking kill her. Right? Jesus. Some people's kids. Which inadvertently segues to my last bizarre news. And, you know, some of these are kind of funny, even though they're bad. Um, Some of these are just bad. Some of them are just straight funny, like the cow. What the fuck? But this one I got... You might have heard it earlier this week, but I got a notification the other day because it's still a what the fuck bizarre news. 
boy, 10 years old, shoots and kills mother for not buying him VR headset. Yep, I read this. Mm -hmm. Um, This particular article is on Yahoo News, but a 10-year-old boy in Wisconsin who shot his mother last month has been charged as an adult. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even... Okay, see, I didn't even read it. I just looked it up because I knew I wanted to read it. Wisconsin, you get tried as an adult, age 10 or age 9, which I think is ridiculous, but that's... Because we were talking about this a little bit at work yesterday. I'll go on. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will be clued in. Um, has been charged with, an, or as an adult, with first degree reckless homicide. The shooting took place on November 21st in Milwaukee. According to the criminal complaint filed in the case, the boy's mother had been identified as 44-year-old Kiana Mann. I think it's pronounced Kiana. Spelled really pretty. She was shot at close range, and the bullet entered her right eye and exited the back of her head through her skull. I probably should have said trigger warning on that. Uh, my bad. A day after the shooting, the boy proceeded to buy an Oculus virtual reality headset using his dead mother's Amazon account. Mm-hmm. He later apologized for shooting his mother and then asked whether his package had arrived. Yep. Police said the boy had initially told authorities that he was twirling the gun around his finger when it, quote, accidentally went off. But in subsequent interviews with the police, the boy said that he had shot his mother. The boy said that, quote, his mother would not allow him to have something from Amazon that he wanted to have. Boo-hoo. Right? It's called life. You don't get everything that you want. He also admitted to retrieving the gun because he was angry at her for waking him up at 6 a.m. when he usually sleeps until 6.30. He said he got the keys to his mother's gun lock box... The night before, according to the complaint, the boy admitted to knowing that guns are dangerous and can kill people. After shooting his mother, he went to the second floor and informed his 26-year-old sister and father, who then called the police. According to the boy's sister, he has had rage issues all his life and... Quote, five different imaginary people that talked to him. Oh, that's a problem. I'm just malfunctioning. Earlier, he was given a concerning diagnosis, quote, quote, by a therapist, and his mother had placed cameras inside the home to watch him. Two weeks before the shooting, quote, someone had unplugged these cameras, end quote. The boy was charged with first-degree reckless homicide and could face a maximum of 60 years in prison if convicted. But yeah, uh, I brought it up yesterday to a co-worker. I was like, did you hear about the kid that shot his mom? And she's like, yep. She knew right away what I was talking about. And her opinion, this is not my opinion, it's not Ashley's opinion, it's not hometown homicide's opinion, it was her opinion, said they should lock him up and throw away the key. Um, I have a feeling what's going to happen is they are going to do a psych yeah. treatment and he's yeah. going to be locked in a psych ward. Yeah. Until if he's he like has 18 m- or 21 or something and then he, he'll be out. He's, if he had, if his family is saying that he ha- hears people talking to him, mm-hmm. he could have split personalities mm-hmm. and that is going to get him or in a psych ward. Or something, which but, mental I mean, health is a real issue and it doesn't, oh. Not that he wasn't getting help. Obviously, he was seeing a therapist and stuff, but not knowing how extreme somebody can get is scary. And he had rage issues. I mean, he 
if he doesn't go and get the help that he needs in a mental institution, he will be locked up. And unfortunately, with our justice system, you know, he's only 10. Mm-hmm. Let's say he gets 60 years, he'll be 70 when he gets out. Mm-hmm. If he makes it that long. Yeah, and of course his, like... Where do you put someone? If he's even, say, 12 by the time trial is said and done, sentencing, whatever. If he's 12 years old... Probably a... Oh, he's sent... But... Where does he go? Because if he's not... It's my phone. A, a juvenile know. detention center? I guess. And it, then when he turns 18, he gets transferred to a regular prison? Maybe. His social skills. I mean, I don't know. It's just complicated. But he's going to be grow up in, in prison. Yeah. And he won't know how to function as a real adult if he does ever get out because it, 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 i don't know i mean fucked. 10 years old is a little young to be tried as an adult i mean he sounds like he may have thought out the process since he got the key and the gun the night mm. before that's the thing and he knew he said he he knew guns kill people and like they're not toys or whatever it's like you knew what you were doing then mm-hmm. but 10 is a little young to be tried as an adult. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucked. Though. It's that's a tough one, but he does need definitely needs help. Don't. Yeah, I don't agree with the statement that was made. I apologize. I mean, don't lock him up and throw away the key. He's ten. Um, right. Not saying that he won't do something again in the future, but mm-hmm. those are my little installments on my what is that episode four of Bizarre News three or four three I think. Hometown Homicide Podcast on all the medias except Twitter if you're still on that train wreck. It's Ope Murder. I don't know. Stay warm. Yeah, I'm freezing. It's brisk. And uh, remember, we want to tell stories to you, not about you. So stay safe. (laughs) This was Hometown Homicide. (laughs) A little. A little accent there at the end there. Wisconsin. Oh.